Uttryck farligt när det offer Kostan lönn sticker fram Stoltheten sväljer ansvaret Kvälja känslan Det fyller stark skuld och skam Möjlighetsmanten Nu flyger på Människas kraft Tar ju och så Från bäst i världen Till bäst i världen Genom det vetna val Så skrivet har vi för givet Det vi har lärt är sanningen så Jante har greppet slumpen Styr skeppet att säga annat Är justitiemål Nu är vi här för att ge en ton Till intention och intuition Från bäst i världen Till bäst för världen Radio medvetna val Hjärtligt välkomna till Almedalen och now we're going to have everything in English. So if you're uh, watching this broadcast or listening on it, it will be in English. So but uh, of course you're welcome. And welcome to the radio show called uh, Med Vetnaval in English Intentional Decisions and the and the series called Best for the World. Uh, today we're here with a lot of interesting guests and together with me is Malin, one of our uh, hosts here, radio hosts. Malin, so how do you feel today? I'm a bit cold. <laughs> You're a bit cold, okay. So we had sun uh, previous um, to this event. It previous actually came some rain yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's all good. We're mm -hmm. here to have a very interesting conversation. So who, yeah, who cares about the weather? Huh? No, that's right. We have interesting guests there. Mm -hmm. They're called the future navigators. That's something is which I find very interesting as, as you actually say something already in the word. Uh, navigating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, welcome, very much welcome. We have uh, with us, uh, first of all, just next to me, uh, Mika Siljon. We actually met you last year in the radio show uh, as you are here as Captain Future. Yeah, I'm still Captain Future. You're still Captain Future. So, uh, please, uh, what is your relation to Almedalen? Uh, this is the seventh year in a row I've been coming here to Almedalen and I fell in love from the first time, 2014. Uh, it's, it's a it's an just an amazing festival where you can meet people and it's open and it's about creating the future of society and uh, many here people are not really aware why they're here but this is like the, the number one uh, uh, place in the world where you can uh, connect to people and build social capital and it, that is free and open like Patola said it, this is like Davos but it's free and open for everyone mm -hmm. free and open and you mentioned Batiola Batiola best and you also must welcome you're you're broadcasting yourself here yeah yeah tell us <laughs> what is happening yeah I'm trying to connect uh, people passion and purpose and that's mm -hmm. what we do mm -hmm. so a lot of people are following online so I I take this opportunity to do about amplifying of your perfect perfect channel and Rehan is helping me out right now here mm -hmm. so. so yeah so uh, Almedalen for you you have been here before I, I've seen yeah, you in yeah, Almedalen yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. so what is the relation with Almedalen and all the rest of the world I think exactly like Michael said it's a fantastic open place here it's uh, uh, as Michael said, it's <laughs> it's like World Economic Forum for Sweden, of course, primarily, but it's also very open and supportive, and 
in in my view uh, Sweden opens up a little bit extra so the, it's also some sort of culture shift when you come here mm. it's easier to speak with people than maybe to in two months if you meet the same people so it's something in the air as well which mm. I find very interesting mm. And uh, you actually connect the world right now, uh, both with those uh, yeah. um, iPhone cameras, but also with your uh, your guest. And th- in when saying it's also our guest, so most welcome, Rihan, Rihan.com, Mr. Rihan, uh, com. Please uh, let us know how come you are in Malmedalen. You have um, to be close to the mic. Hmm? Well, thank you so much for um, introducing me to everyone here on, on your audience. Um, I came because of the invitation of Bertola. Um, we're Facebook friends for seven years now, and I this is the first time I came to see him in Ostersund. Mm. And then uh, he suggested that there is this um, amazing festival, so I wanted to make a documentary about this mm. and uh, see how we can have other countries in the world do similar things so that uh, their uh, citizens and uh, can feel connected to their politicians. Mm. I think it's an interesting experiment. I would love to, I'm looking forward to learning more about it. Mm. So right now for you who are listening, it's uh, quite an interesting setup here. We have we have the radio production of course, but we also have, I don't know, five or six <laughs> live streams going on. I, I really love that. And uh, so we have plenty of people around this table right now and we all gather here for some reason. I guess that you're here in some ideas on navigating the shift from best in the world and best for the world. Couldn't you please help us out? W- what is your thoughts about the shift? Mm. I can go first, yeah. yeah. I've been talking to like a lot of people that during the last three years about uh, what's going on in society. We, we see all, all, that, all the symptoms of a society that, that is not capable of taking care of ourselves and the planet we live on. There are all kind of warning signs and dead canaries everywhere. And for a human society to continue for hundreds of thousands of years, you have to make a shift right now. And there's a lot of people talking about this shift. Uh, most people really don't know what it is because nobody knows does what where we're going to transform our society till. But we know for certain that we can't uh, continue doing the things we're doing now with the systems and uh, my mental models and the mindsets that has built this great world we live in now. We there is no other way that this world had come to be like built on entrepreneurship. Uh, Uh, big corporations, greed, globalization, colonization, the science and the sci- scientific revolution and everything. Everything happened for a reason, but now we have to, all all human beings have to reevaluate what is it we want to do here on our planet, because it is our planet uh, and, and we need it, it, don't, it, it doesn't need us. <laughs> it doesn't need us, but we need you. Yeah. And, and uh, Michael, uh, you're also known as Captain Future. W- how come that you uh, have, have two names? One, one in an in, uh, in ordinary name and, and <laughs> one in a little more, I, I would say, uh, passionate way. Uh, how come? Yeah, I've, I've been experimenting with identities, roles uh, uh, and uh, titles. Because many people say, you sh- uh, said to me, you shouldn't have a title. You're not your title. But I say, the human brain actually works in uh, putting p- everything into uh, boxes. Mm-hmm. So instead of just having like one strict title, like uh, CEO or uh, s- strategist or something like that, I, I said, we st- let's start experiment with silly titles instead. So, so the brain make. Um, playful connections to title instead of serious connections and in that uh, uh, 
you become much more aware of titles and uh, identities. Uh, I, I wouldn't say uh, silly. I, I would say I, as I'm uh, standing uh, here with an inner capability cape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, uh, you met uh, Batiola a couple of years ago. Uh, how how uh, how was that and, and why? Uh, how 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 was it came to be? Mm. Well, I think uh, when you go around uh, conferences and events like this, uh, Almedalen is an example, you meet interesting people and uh, of course we didn't know each other but uh, I have been in this sort of new emerging economy for 12 years now, 12-13 years and uh, I saw this crazy guy jumping around in different places and I... <laughs> That made sense to me in, in like a very, not a rational Swedish uh, person thinking first, but a person who like take a new step into the new emerging economy. So I found him very interesting to start to speak to and then, you know, after time things evolve. So yeah, now we build things together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's, uh, that's how it comes. You know, step by step, going to different events, starting to build relations, and and now we're starting uh, the future navigators. So, so uh, what, what was your uh, um, what what was your idea on on uh, before you met Michael? What what how how, uh, how how come that you're interested in this shift? What is it? That's it's a long and short story, but uh, basically I've been working with uh, all these models of how we co-create together. Uh, the future but the often we speak about models i will not go into it here but the triple quadruple helix models the state uh, business civil society how we can work together but one element is clearly or was clearly missing and that's the digital space and very few even if you speak about digitalization it's very often about the digital infrastructure or security but not how we will use it how we build relations and innovation in the space mm -hmm. so that is uh, still a long way to go uh, here in sweden if, even if i look in my opinion on the experts so i think that's what we try to elaborate this global spaces in between the digital spaces and the other stakeholder models so that has been my like testing and uh, doing around the last seven eight years so connecting clusters of uh, people uh, super connectors around the world so yeah since 2010-11 so we're around uh, 1000 hubs today globally mm -hmm. and they are sort of in another room many of them called the parallel society mm. so that's where we are mm. and Rihan is one one typical or unique person in that of these uh, super connectors. All right, uh, Rehan, wh wh what are your thoughts about this shift we're in from being best in the world to be becoming best for the world? Um, I think only a billion of the seven and a half billion people of the world have actually. Um, seen the best of the world so far and the rest of the six and a half billion because I come from a country Pakistan mm -hmm. it's 220 million people who live on less than hundred dollars a month so uh, they're still trying to uh, take advantage of the best of the world and my job is to help them uh, achieve that through using technology 
and um, I have been trying for the last 10 years to connect them to different clusters like he's saying, like Bertola is saying, to allow them to see the world using their phone um, in a different way. So um, let me give you an example. In countries like Pakistan, you can buy a phone, a used phone for $20, a smartphone. You get a SIM card for free, you put it in your phone, uh, and you have Facebook. And uh, you don't have water to drink uh, from the tap, you can't drink, you'll get sick. You don't have electricity, you don't have gas, you don't have a job maybe, and you have Facebook. So, so the whole, everything starts to change if you can just uh, give them the, the different information which is not dictated by a government, but is dictated by human beings around the globe. So what I do is I introduce them to people around the world and ask them to become their friends and co-create the world a better, a better world, uh, even without ever meeting them. So for example, I was friends with Vertola for almost six, seven years now and I only met him three years ago and I have only met him for like 10 minutes before in my life, Michael. Mm. Uh, but we see each other a lot and it doesn't feel that we don't know each other because right. we're constantly watching them. I have met people who have never met me for 10 years and I show up and they say, have you really never met before? It feels like I see you every day. I feel like you're friends forever. So um, this is a new um, uh, technology emerging and most people are not really taking advantage of it, unfortunately. And um, we are still living in silos. We are still we live on a planet Earth, but we still think we live in Sweden or Norway or Finland or <laughs> wherever. Yeah. But we live on planet Earth, especially after the power of the internet, which allow which is which costs nothing to call anywhere in the planet. It's it's the same, but the borders on the technology side have 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 gone have broken literally. But in our in our head, we're still in Sweden or Norway or Finland or the U.S. or Pakistan or whatever. Mm. So. Mm. That is what I am trying to break. I am trying to use technology to disrupt borders on the digital platform in our heads. Because that is where it has to break first, before it breaks anywhere else. Uh, unless we start seeing humans as humans rather than, oh, he's uh, from this country, or he has this background, or he's a Syrian, or he's this or that. Uh, we can't co-create because we're still they and us. We're not mm. all us yet, or they, you know. So that's the right. kind of stuff I do. We have been talking about, um, for a couple of years now, uh, uh, something we call a new we. Something that is not defining we as uh, in, in opposition to, to them. Uh, it's more like, um, not only open, but also by intent. Um, is that something you have uh, thought of? I, I don't know much about this new we. No, yeah. I don't know either, but, but <laughs> yeah. I would say uh, there's, uh, there are other uh, names for it, oneness and stuff like that. I mean, you're actually connecting dots and, and seeing people as people, human as humans. Right, we can call it, but the challenge is that we are still educating people around the flags or the borders or the nationalities or the language. Um, I mean, I've been going around these events, they're all speaking in Swedish, they're, they could all be speaking in English, but they don't have to, of course they're in Sweden, that's their first language, they should speak Swedish. But I'm, I'm just, I was just wondering yesterday, why do we still need to teach our mother tongue? Why? I mean, why can't we just start teaching one language, then we can start having less wars, less misunderstandings. We, can, we, can't, we can't translate everything in another language. It's almost impossible to do that. And then uh, a lot of it doesn't get translated. So why can't we use language as an art form rather than a tool? I mean, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, calligraphers in the world. Not everybody learns calligraphy in schools. Um, right. Why can't we use language? We can't, why can't we all finally have one common language where we don't have accents, we understand thoroughly each other? 
but we're still not doing it we're still trying to teach on the seventh grade or the ninth grade or like me learning from cnn you know mm. um uh, we still we don't have a united planet yet uh, in the world i think we we need to work a lot for it mm. and it starts i mean i in my book it starts from changing our facebook friends mm. yeah and, and that's one way of connecting i i, I would say uh, as you said just meeting with people uh, who are on your day-to-day -day life but you haven't met them <laughs> that's yeah. interesting yeah mm -hmm. um, and i wanted to add sorry to mm -hmm. take advantage i wanted to add that majority of these people the six billion people of the world cannot travel to the western world unfortunately due to financial reason or visa reasons mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. even if they wanted to travel and understand you guys or others the other side they cannot so facebook is one thing where you can actually meet people or, or other platforms also but facebook is very intimate and you know sharing your food and everything and mm. actually knowing the person so i think it's a beautiful tool which we can use to connect mm. the world together and co-create the world together uh, i don't work for facebook by the way no, no. <laughs> good to know good to know you were about to say something molly mm. now i'm just curious about <coughs> examples or um, um, mm. stories mm. of these clusters And uh, I, I would say let's let's think about those for a while, and then go into the first song. Right, you brought right. some uh, some songs with you. I guess some of them with a purpose. And the first okay. one is the UNV Nation. When is the future? I mean, uh, this could also be something that we could think about. Mm. I mean, is the future something that is coming, or is it happening <coughs> us to us right now? So, um, why did you choose this song? Uh, it's an emotional song for me because uh, I, I like, like the band and the music genre, but the, it also speaks a lot about the, the question: When is the future? When, it, when is when does the future we were promised coming? And the, the answer is, of course, it's not coming. We have to go and create it. Mm. But mm. it doesn't answer the, that in the song, but it asks the question at least. Mm. Nice. Okay, so let's listen to uh, this song: When is the future coming? Välkomna tillbaka till Radio Medvetna Val. And now we're in Almedalen in, in English now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you almost forgot. I thought I'd do the introduction in Swedish. All yeah, right, yeah. so welcome back to uh, Radio Medvetna Val, mm. Intentional Decisions. Uh, we're in Visby, um, Almedalen. It's beautiful, but it's cold. Um, we're here, Malin Oven, Stellan, uh, Mikael Siljan, Bertiola Bay. Strandochrehan.com, and right before the break, uh, we were talking about um, sharing stories about these clusters uh, that are surfacing and uh, creating m movements, building capacity around the world. Can you tell us more about it? Can I share some stories? Please. So. Um, You know, not everybody can be on CNN, but uh, we all have this phone in our pocket, which allows us to be, you know, having our own TV channel every day. So we can speak for hours or we can speak for at least five minutes a day about whatever our mission is in our life, whatever we want to achieve in our life. If we start speaking about it, the law of attraction kicks in and we actually start getting it there because people will start shitting, tagging people to, to whatever goal you have. And uh, when you make a video or you meet someone, you build trust. You will, when you trust someone, then you start taking actions for them. 
and you see a commitment if somebody if you went ahead and did five minutes every single day about a particular topic every single day five minutes a day after a month people will start trusting that this woman actually knows something mm -hmm. about the subject so they mm -hmm. will start sharing it more and more and more so it doesn't happen overnight so people come up and make one video and say oh this will change the world it doesn't it takes um, uh, people like Greta to stand outside you know for weeks and weeks and we months before somebody takes a notice mm -hmm. for example mm -hmm. uh, or Malala to take four years before mm -hmm. somebody notice her blog mm -hmm. so um, I went ahead and started creating awareness about myself and created a million people on Facebook as followers and then I started finding people who have a purpose and I started sharing my platform with them so now I have a woman uh, her name is Carla and she's retired and she is teaching uh, she's taught over a million people English sitting in her bedroom uh, over Facebook for the last year and a half for example wow. that's one mm. every single day wow. at 9 p.m. Uh, Pakistan time she shows up on my Facebook page and offers people to teach English for free for an hour every single day then there's a gentleman who had a liver transplant he was connected to me he had 80 people on his Facebook a year ago only a year ago and um, he has now developed he, I asked him to start interviewing people about their lives and now he has a show called The Daydreamers Show and he has 30,000 followers and he has a target of helping half a million people learn programming in Pakistan. Now remember 220 million people you need to have larger goals. Uh, not just like 10 people but a million people. So I have another friend who will introduce me to this guy who has a million uh, a freelancer target. Then another friend who wanted to um, uh, teach 5,000 people uh, programming and now he has a goal of a million people to teach a Python and artificial intelligence. And the president of Pakistan got involved and now he is finally um, you know, going to teach these people. So these are very small short stories. Then there's a guy I just interviewed, put it online. They're making a movie on his life. He was a, uh, he was a uh, trash collector and he did not know when to school and he started uh, using um, he started picking up the newspapers and started to uh, uh, learn from that and he w I met him in New York he mm -hmm. was on a fellowship uh, mm -hmm. and he, he was self-educated then there was another guy who started making videos watching my videos uh, saying this guy is making videos about entrepreneurship alone I want to jump in and he is now more popular than I am and he's probably helped 10,000 entrepreneurs start their own business he moved from the UK to Pakistan to do this and another guy who copied him and start copying me and him and he has taught 5,000 people to start factories small micro factories starting for five hundred thousand dollars uh, and you can you can YouTube any factory you want just go to YouTube type his name his name is Shahid Joya and type his name and a factory like cotton or garments or whatever and you can see the entire tutorial of how to start a factory from supplier, supply chain, everything, where to sell, how to sell. You will, you, you don't need any school to go to, to, to learn how to start a factory mm -hmm. if you just do this. So these people are uh, changing the world using these technologies which we have. Majority of us are not. So my dream is that everybody actually finds their own goal and start, hello, if it's your goal, start talking about it online so that people will come and help you. Uh, because people do want to help, you know, and five minutes a day, it's, it's us we have to conquer. So if Greta can do it, anybody can do it, right? It's just that we have fear of uh, 
fear of speaking on camera or radio or, or being in front of other people. Oh, no, 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 you do it. I, I will explain to you. You can go ahead and make a video. No, you have to. It's your story. You have to go out and say it. So it, it, it's, it's phenomenal what it has done. I was one of the shyest people alive and now I have a million people following me. I don't know why they follow me, but, you know, just, uh, just saying it. So anybody can do it, you know. I'm a nobody and if I can do it, anybody can do it. You're telling stories, though. Those are powerful. Yeah. Batiola uh, and Ma Michael, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I like Rian. I was also a very shy guy before I decided to become Captain Future. Uh, I started my journey uh, eight years ago, and I quit my job, and I said I want to build a better world. And I, I didn't know how to do it, so I started going around events, both in Sweden and internationally, to ask, to ask people, how do, I, how do I change the world? And eventually I came up with my own story, started my own podcast, and, and became Captain Future. And that's a call to everyone that, that Rian says, if we want to live on this planet, we can't be passengers. We have to be crew members that actively take part of the journey around the sun and are in our own life. And, and in, in the, all this process, I discovered like the process of going from being an ordinary working person to actually go on a journey, discovering yourself and discovering the world at the same time. That's, that's what me and Bartola call journeyfication. That's the core part of we, how we want to teach other people. How do you go on your inner journey and how do you go on an outer journey to understand the world so like it's what Rian does as well so, and this has to happen in parallel you have to both get to know yourself and you have to get to know the world at the same time is that one of those aspects or perspectives that has connected the three of you for sure yeah. Or for sure <laughs> yeah yeah I think uh, in this uh, one word uh, that summarizes a little bit is the new economy and uh, sharing economy, collaborative economy, maker movement. There are so many concepts around uh, this shift that we are in. And, and people are interested in different things. Some people are in mindfulness or like Celian uh, very much maybe the inner journey, how you develop yourself. and. I came uh, much from the from building relations between organizations and people. So, like I said, the state, the region, the business, the academy. So there are different competences there that you need to bridge and uh, fin find your role in in building the future. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, but all of all of us have some kind of shared passion for. We can do something together, we see something, we want to go there and, and then you try to pool the resources and one plus one is bigger than two. That's the idea with social capital, the, the, the sum is greater than the parts. Mm -hmm. So we have our individual competences but together we can create something amazing that couldn't be done otherwise. And there is a lot of knowledge around this, psychologists, sociologists uh, have developed the models and tested this for years, network theories, and so I suggest that people also learn to see the invisible structures like houses and traditional infrastructure we can see, but this is very much unseen resources, so it takes frameworks and methodologies to work with the unseen resources also. Yep. And what does, if we become aware of those invisible hmm. structures, what does that make possible? Well, we, some people say we are the knowledge, information, uh, age, knowledge, age. Rian said we have passed that, so 
most businesses today, without going too deep into, is like we transform our knowledge and uh, relation into some kind of structural capital apps, methodologies, and like that. So. To in, a, in, in order to be able to do that, you need to understand the underlying structures. Mm. So, and that's also where we can start to span this digital divide between India, Pakistan, uh, Singapore, San Francisco. We, don't, uh, we know that we have the climate going on, the issues around that. We shouldn't travel all the time, so we need to learn how to navigate that distances. And that requires a bit of courage and skills to do mm. that. Mm. Like Rehan says, you need to make what are the competence we need. Mm. Find information, connect with people, speak with people, make videos. That's critical skills to for the future, mm. regardless if you're an entrepreneur or teacher or whatever. Mm. So more focus on, on yeah, I would say they I, are. Uh, I would say, um, Bertola, I learned this word from you this this week, which is a systems entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. So people who want to understand what Bertola does, because mm. most people don't understand what Bertola does, <laughs> is called a systems entrepreneur. Yeah, and I love the, what you said about, you know, he has a dream. But we, know, we don't know the action plan yet, <laughs> but we do have a dream. <laughs> yeah, it starts with a dream, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's also that uh, the Stockholm Resilience Center, for example, have... Uh, you can read a lot of uh, the methodologies and theories around uh, system entrepreneurship, but system entrepreneurship is sort of the connectors. And they are not necessarily the same as the social entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who are often focused on a specific problem. Mm. The water issue or the begging situation or the, the energy issues for this and that. But the system entrepreneurs connecting the political actors, the entrepreneurs, the innovation system, the new actors that maybe not our traditional knows about, this parallel society that I talk about. Mm. And that's a specific role to do this bridging and it requires a lot of competence because there are different logics in a state organization so you need to be very good in translating and finding these languages in different uh, uh, otherwise yeah. the others yeah. will not it's not yeah. just connecting the, the people it's connecting uh, languages connecting the cultures culture. connecting yeah. uh, a lot of things to connect and yeah. also different mindsets worldviews yeah. uh, yeah. it's not a culture it's actually a worldview you're connecting them and that's when yeah. often when cooperation there are so many events here speaking about cooperation but often you're expert in one field and you know a little bit about sec uh, the second field but the third or the fourth field then gets difficult because there are different logics and languages and then you said they don't understand me and uh, it breaks down the collaboration. So we need to be better to shift and, and go into these other uh, spheres. That's where co-creation yeah. is, is super important. Yeah. yeah. We have brought you, you have brought more songs here. Uh, another one is the ACDC song. Anyone who can tell us about that? Yeah, Attila? it's a long mm. way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And that's exactly, it takes many years to open this uh, new space. So I think it's, uh, you need to be persistent. And like I said, you make videos step by step and, and uh, bridge and make awareness. And it takes years. Okay, so now we have another song here coming. I'm so sorry. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, but, but then you can prepare. Yeah, then we can prepare for the next <laughs> one. The first one is coming now. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, just just shoot on the song. It's good. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Mm. Shall we song in? Things that I say and things that I do. I can run free. 
Welcome back to um, Radio Intentional Decisions and uh, the program series we have called Best for the World. And today we're here with the future navigators, Ma uh, Mikkel Siljon, also known as Captain, Captain Future, and uh, Bertiola Bergson. Do you have an also known as? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and then do you have a special guest, Swedish Rian? Swedish polar bear. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Rian, Rian, do you have a, like an extra name? Um, No, I, I don't think. I think no. Rehan.com is extra <laughs> enough. <Yeah. laughs> Molly, we have to get some new names. Uh, yeah. You understand that? Molly.com. Uh, Mo Mo right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just uh, before we went into the uh, to song, we actually had a, um, a short uh, presentation of the song. But then it came another song. Couldn't you please give it an afterwards here, please? Yeah. Michael. This is Scooter, uh, a silly... Uh, Uh, techno band from Germany uh, that uh, does uh, great dance music in, in a silly way, and that that shines through because it, two sh two uh, reasons I chose this song was of course the silliness because we need silliness and playfulness to get through to each other. When you're when you're in a silly, mind, uh, playful, cur curious mindset, you can't be mad at people and you won't start wars and conflict with people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and also the. The dancing and the the techno part of this. Mm. Uh, dancing is one of the the, the social technologies and human technologies all over the world uh, that actually can unite people without even uh, speaking the same language. You mm. can actually dance with people. Yes. So yeah. dance and celebration is a part of human society that we have to do a lot more of in a conscious way. Okay. Mm. Like really understand ourselves in the dancing when we connect to people <laughs> dancing and really understand music and arts and culture can connect the world in a great way. Uh, we actually have to cut the show here because we, we, there's too much rain. So uh, we'll see when we can get back. So uh, we have to uh, <laughs> shut down the, the system right now before it uh, burns. So uh, we will probably uh, get together again. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye Thank bye. Thank you. Welcome back uh, after... Um, a uh, sudden interruption <laughs> one could say we were uh, caught by the rain or uh, uh, disrupted by the rain so we um, now we are moved inside and uh, we want to continue the the dialogue we had with uh, some of our guests and uh, we were actually uh, having a, a visit from uh, future navigators and uh, some of you we welcome back it's uh, Bertula Bajstan and it's uh, Mikkel Siljan uh, but we lost Rehan on the, on our way <laughs> we were one more here but we also have uh, Malin Malin you uh, actually you got a nap in between <laughs> that's really nice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were really surprised by the rain mm -hmm. uh, so um, uh, uh, um, when the rain came uh, we had to w very quick get everything uh, out of the rain and um, that was the bad part of it the good one was that Or at least I, I felt really alive. I don't know how you uh, experienced the rain. What do you say about the Ulava? What, what happened when the rain came? Yeah, it was fantastic. We went inside, had a... Yeah, we have done a lot of things the last hours. We went to the tech arena, looked at the startup businesses here. I think for a lot of people coming from other places outside Sweden, uh, the political week, what is the political week? So we also wanted to show that there are like the businesses and civil organizations and geos here as well so it was a, f a fantastic place and then we went to the west swedish arena so like west sweden what they are doing and then we slowly moved up here so mm. it took a few minutes but it yeah. was great <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we, we had a lot of things to do when when the rain came all in mm -hmm. uh, what uh, what are your feelings and thoughts 
after the <laughs> interruption. Um, well, thank goodness we had a, sp a space to to move our all our all our yeah, all really of our equipment mm. into. Mm. Um, great teamwork, mm. and I'm very happy that you were able to meet up with us mm. a few hours later to mm. continue our conversation. Mm. Yeah, great. And, and you and yeah, and, and Mikael, you um, you joined Batula afterwards, so you, you came back actually when we were uh, you know, wrapping everything up. You came mm. back and. So, what are your thoughts now? Uh, what we're going to, to uh, summarize where we were in the dialogue. Do you want to start? Yeah, sure, for sure. We talked a lot about how you build social capital and social networks and connections all over the world. And Rian told his examples, and I to told my example of uh, my journey of being a, a regular. <laughs> Uh, employee with no friends and no network or no nothing and going to a global citizen and captain future and building my network and Bertola he talked about the, the value of actually building uh, connecting social networks all over the world different clusters and communities and connecting the super connectors that are are the one connected in each network so Mm, super connectors was something that I actually uh, wrote down in my book here, mm. and, and I, I would say super connectors is something very very interesting. Uh, we talked about it was a competence of its own, mm. and Batula you talked also about it. It took some time before you actually got to the point where you were able to to work as a super connector. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like a constant uh, development. You learn things all the time. It's not only to connect, because I meet a lot of super connectors, but and many of them are connecting within their own field, mm. within their own area. But we spoke about system entrepreneurship or mm. system in innovation, and that's a bit different because you connect different types of actors. So you connect state, public organizations, civil society, academy, business, people. Uh, so, th so that requires a bit of other connection than only super connect people. You can build big network within your field. So, uh, so it's a bit wider concept of, of doing this. And uh, that takes time because you constantly learn the other logics, the other languages. For example, just to give uh, one example there, the, um, uh, in public sector, state, regions, they often speak about mandates. I don't have a mandate to do that mm. or this. Mm. An entrepreneur, they just do it because they, are, they have the mandate in their soul. So it, it's a bit of different operation logic. And the better you are to understand the backgrounds, the better you can get mm. things happen. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, when when you work as a future navigator, um, I, what I'm thinking of is, what are the principles of navigating in this complex world? Where, where have you found something where that is common or often used uh, within those uh, yeah. um, hubs or? Yeah, when, uh, one few like say values or norms that I think is good to have with you is that if you have an open mindset, open in, in terms of being like, if ideas come, let it go pass by to another person, don't stop it. So mm -hmm. have an sort of mm -hmm. open mindset. The other is that things are happening very randomly. You can't control things. So it's also to catch things in the moment and that requires another type of planning process. Mm -hmm. And the other is that you are supportive. How can I support your I, I rather use supportive than help because help is a helplessness. So it's more, mm. how can I invest in you? So open, random, supportive 
uh, is sort of uh, three uh, concepts that we try to implement. And I think it fits very well, this new economy, instead mm. of like the old mindset, which is more closed, selective and controlling. Mm. You don't let the information go. Everything should be private, uh, selective. Who do you take? Why? That can be applied, for example, why is it yeah, women networks, men networks, people tend to be like-minded. Mm. They, they, mm. they are just them. And you don't want the, the information to leak out. So this open, random, supportive instead of close, selective and controlling. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, w when I hear you say this, uh, open uh, mindset, mm -hmm. do, 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 do you feel or do you think or do you see uh, the ability also of, of being open uh, towards yourself. That's a much harder thing. <laughs> and that's Michael's expert in. So it's I started with the outer networks. I think most people start outside, but so you need both the outer journey mm. and the inner journey. And I think the inner journey comes in next step when you try to op to be true to yourself. Mm. So if we come to next uh, thing about networks and communities is uh, trust. So how do you build trust, which is essence of, of building this. Mm. And that uh, requires that you trust mm. in your own capacity, your own way of doing things. That's the way to start to build trust with other people. So mm. you need both to develop your own trust and mm. the inner journey and this outer. Mm. So your experiences when you travel around the world make Michael and uh, mm. how is trust built in, in different cultures? And, and different contexts or different worldviews or whatever we call different it. Different worldviews, yeah. Mm. Trust can be built uh, on, on multiple uh, levels, of course. We we have like uh, the, the mere the, the mere activity of doing things together with people open up, like see that if you do something together with them, you have built you built the first level of trust, and. And then you have like what Bertola called bonding when you really connect deeply to someone. You hear their life story, uh, or you uh, you experience what they experience and such. And and when you come in with an open mindset, you can immediately start sharing your life story. That that especially for uh, people like us, the Swede, that you never even talk about your life story with people you have known for ten years. But when you when you come in with an open mindset, you can like. You feel that trust immediately, so I can start start sharing my personal problems or struggles, or my if I have financial problem, relationship problem, no problem. Start sharing this with a stranger if there is an openness from both people, mm -hmm. and then you, you immediately start building trust with sharing your challenges. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. And, and I and I have been living my whole life in Sweden, but I know you, Martin. You you traveled the world. <laughs> You've lived in different countries. What mm -hmm. would you say is like? Is there also there something you have been thinking of when you have been living abroad? How they build trust? I don't think I, I spent too much time thinking about it when I actually lived abroad, but... Um, it's definitely I, interesting, I guess I would it's, say. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Um, and you connect in different ways in different places, but also in different ways with different people. Um, but but there's always this fundamental of of sharing openly um mm -hmm. so this open-mindedness that you're talking about i mm -hmm. think we could all relate to and understand uh from our own frame of reference mm -hmm. um sharing your, your story and hearing other people's stories 
will always help you connect. Mm. And once you start connecting, then you also build a trust. I heard something uh, a couple of years ago from um, uh, two persons who were working with culture in, in different companies around the world, global companies. They told me uh, something I, w- I would see if you share their experience because I, I can't relate fully to it. And that was that the uh, culture difference between countries and the culture difference between people inside a company they told me that uh, people inside the company uh, versus outside the company that was a bigger culture difference and than between countries is that something you have been thinking of as, as i maybe you have reflected or uh, when i pose it now as a as a, some kind of a question uh, do you, is it something you can relate to yeah i can uh, definitely mean uh, it's Sometimes I can feel that I have people in other countries that I have never met. You can build trust easier with them because you have a sort of, you're on the same wavelength. You think in the same way. So I think that could very well be the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not necessarily, but uh, I can can see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I I think also like... uh, Many people today define their their whole life through their uh, professional work title, and that's a ta- part of identity. And when that is your strongest identity, you have several many identities inside yourself. But when your work title is your strongest identity, that is the one that is stronger, like even stronger than your nationality, and that probably um, would be the case. Then. Will be the case mm-hmm. then that you define yourself as the company you work for and the title mm-hmm. you have there more than your nationality. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I also think that um, <clears throat> maybe this goes without saying, but uh, when I worked with inner city youth in the U.S., the kids that I that I met that I met they trusted me as a professional, mm-hmm. but they would not trust me enough to share their stories. So if they needed help with something that had to do with um, school or um, th- their environment. Absolutely, they would trust me immediately. Um, I g- guess they trusted in my capabilities, but they mm. didn't trust me as a person mm. uh, because because they didn't understand me. And I think I, I was too different, or we were too different. Mm. Yeah, and trust age ways, and, and yeah, and trust is a very it's a extremely big concept it with is. every component yeah. and different types of trust. So I totally agree. But but yeah. how can we then boost? Uh, boost uh, the trust because the trust will be probably needed in many ways in in future navigation I guess mm. and also in in building the future we want mm. to see um, trust yourself trust your peers trust your other people in other countries trust to even other countries themselves they, they, it's kind of a interesting thing that when we talk about people uh, we often tend to to see them as um, as a citizen of, of something and then they have the government and, and that's also people so we, we have to have trust in many and many levels uh, how can we boost or how can we build trust what, what do you say i think uh, one of the key elements generally around trust is it's about expectations so if you build in a relationship whatever it is if you build a re- expectation there and you fulfill it you build trust mm regardless if it's professional or if it's mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, start to build, mute, I mean, activities. And the perfectest activities when you go s- through a challenge together or something, because then you really are vulnerable mm-hmm. and you need to 
share with others uh, about the situation and build it together and then you come out much stronger so mm. you build this mutual mm. uh, things and and uh, build a mutual value so 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 i say build micro trust don't mm. build too big expectation on step by step mm, if it's absolutely. a team if it's in a group or if it's society m- build this and uh, don't like a person don't uh, promise too much mm-hmm. promise what you can i think that goes for mm. most type of trust. I, I, mm. I have an idea about trust that i've been testing um, in, in small groups so far um, some of them uh, didn't at all like it and the idea some of them actually tested it and we came mm. quite a, a distance in this idea the idea is that at some level uh, trust is built what is the key to the trust uh, and for me it's like the the decision of of having trust and and very often we relay uh, on on like a a history uh, together to 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 be able to to take that decision uh, but the interesting thing then is that in in the end of uh, of uh, of um, uh, uh, of that journey together Uh, trust isn't needed because then we have uh, we have knowledge of each other. Mm-hmm. Trust is actually needed in beginning, mm-hmm. w- when there is a lack of of uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. And um, what if then we would take the decision of trust together? I mean, we could say here in this room, uh, let's uh, let's take the decision of having trust here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if everyone agree, we would probably meet the expectations the expectations of it, as you said, Natila. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you what you think about that idea. Yeah, you can kickstart trust in that way, but uh, often trust and social capital, which is another sort of name of it, is that you see it most clearly clearly when things break down. Mm. So when it goes down in society or the business is running well, you will see if you take this decision and times get hard probably or likely a few people will disappear and uh, that's at least what i experienced have seen in multiple times mm. that uh, it takes time to build this resilience in communities and relations uh, so mm. y- you can kick start it and get it going but you need to build mm. mechanism where you do yeah. things together and, and build a social glue mm. and that's uh, I, i think a very very important word resilience Uh, because that takes time um, and we will need all many of these micro experiences that you were mentioning earlier um, even if we make the decision from the get-go saying we're going to trust each other um, building that resilience it's going to take time and i want to add one component there that it's often said that it takes long time to build trust and very quickly to break down i think it's necessarily not true because mm. I agree. If you look mm. at relations that built families, for example, built over a long time, mm. even rooted in tradition, that can take much more. It's high resilience in that type mm. of... Reli- re- re- so you have to decide a bit what type of trust... And, um, mm. and also what type of trust mm. is maybe needed. Yeah, mm. Exactly. Mm. Uh, can you really break down trust? Mm. So that, mm. yeah, I'm sure we can, but I think it's very hard to break, break down trust... To these mini mini parts or micro parts. No, it's a concept uh, more like. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, it's a big yeah. thing. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's a big thing. Uh, you brought some uh, songs here. Uh, one of them was uh, in the part one. <laughs> Now we have two. We can we can choose from. Which one is the first we want to listen to here? You go. You, you go. I yeah. had a, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, mm. and that was very much uh, what we spoke about. Mm. It takes time to build this, and it re- relates to my own story of doing this with 
communities and networks and bridging different actors and digital spaces together mm. is so hard to explain. I go here in Almedalen and I hear the speaker work Drupal Helix models and how a public sector can work with academy and business. But I would say the digital spaces, which we really we haven't really met that level what mm. I can hear in Almedalen. It's one thing with the digital infrastructure next how do you start to build relations there and between and to the mm. like physical spaces so that takes a long time to build mm. Uh, mm. this understanding and how to use it for for good mm. so let's hear ACDC mm. okay let's go Welcome back to Radio Intentional Decisions. We are s- coming to you from Visby, Gotland, uh, in Sweden, uh, and we are having a uh, conversation with about Ola Bergstrand and Mikael Siljan. Uh, I'm Malin, and I'm here with Stella. We're having a conversation about um, building trust and, and what key principles ingredients do we need to to build resilient relationships uh, in, in, in person but also digitally and um, we'd like to uh, dig a bit deeper and, and hear more about from, from Batiula and Michael about these digital um, platforms and clusters that now exist out there and, and how do we build uh, meaningful relationships using them yeah i mean uh, first of all what i at least uh, what i have seen um, over the years is that in many in many groups or with a lot of people they see like the social media or this digital groups or facebook groups or instagram or whatever it's not real the real uh, meetings and the real relation is when you meet person face to face so but in my opinion at least it's that it's it's definitely real it has real consequences in the digital spaces as well but it's a bit other dynamics so uh, i think that to realize that it's something there that is hopefully real uh, kind of really consequences and uh, also that um, it's when you have never met person before if you start to do something that you share a common interest around uh, whatever it is for fo- soccer in football or uh, starting a business or something start around the passion you have if you if you build a digital group and do things start to collaborate how can we do this for example uh, in uh, solving a poverty issue which i meet a lot of people who want to do mm. for nepal or how to build a school or something you can start to do something for another person together then you start to build trust with the people and like in other uh, other circumstances you shouldn't divide it so much from the your face your face to face world it's this it works the same it's the same logic in mm. that uh, to, to do something meaningful and try to solve it together I think it's uh, super interesting. I I don't know if it was Stellan and I or someone else from from our project group, but we were ta- um, just the other day we were talking about how youth today mm. 
build relationships online through mm. Mm. games. Yeah, I guess um, it was you and me, actually. It might um, have could, been, yeah. Could it have been uh, um, totally about uh, my son and his friend? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, can, I, can, I can share that story. Please because do, because it's, it's it, very it interesting. connects very yeah. clearly uh, to, to, to we, what you're talking a, about. We, we have a family we, we know. They came over to us, and we were in the, uh, out in the yard, and we were sitting down and having some... Uh, uh, Swedish fika <laughs> and uh, uh, the kids uh, there is one for each there is one a girl for, for Tiva my daughter is a guy for, for Alvin my son and yeah and so on and we were sitting there and so all of a sudden um, the, the son in, in the other family he, he was like leaving and, and his father said uh, hey where are you going I'm, uh, yeah I'm going home why? Uh, I'm going to to play with Alvin and, and we their were, neighbors and the neighbors yeah, and yeah. we were okay. So where is he then? <laughs> so he was up in, uh, at his room and uh, this game they were playing. Uh, they needed uh, a computer each. And what what we what I realized there was that they are um, they are having a relationship on the on this platform which is they need the platform to 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 continue it with so mm. um and, and they uh, probably they they meet there much more often than i realized yeah. <laughs> that was very interesting and that's definitely real for them mm. Mm. and and very often as adults i'd say uh question are these real relationships and should they really be spending so much time online uh instead of meeting in person mm-hmm. what, do, what do you think about that one is that is that something uh, i mean a lot of grown-ups say that uh, do we do we share that thought from from the grown-up world no most uh, grown-ups don't i play online games and i have made contacts in uh, uh, greece in uh, malta in south africa and there's one guy in france two in germany one on iceland that i play sometimes uh, maybe once a month or two a month or something mm. like that and like there, there's no not even a reflection that they're from another part and we we usually talk english in the chat and online and and, and this is real i have no face even no face on them but it's definitely real mm. but there, there's not that deep level of trust there especially depending on type of game if you play a very complex game where you like a um, role-playing game where you have to uh, depend on each other for hours at the end then you build deeper trust but if you just play a lighter game there's not that level of trust but still there there's the sense that we are all global citizens and we are in mm-hmm. this together mm-hmm. and our passion unites us yeah, more and we feel more connected mm-hmm. to each other for passion than other people who share another passion so so, so maybe those platforms are are peace platforms then yeah, definitely mm-hmm. peace platform mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that's extremely interesting it is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I just want to add there that trust is, of course, one component. You also have the norms and values, and mm. norms is sort of the uh, um, the hidden rules of how you should behave. And uh, if, for example, trust can be clearly seen if you uh, do you want to will you trust to give your children to another person, the one you are gaming with, for example. Mm. No, that's too dear to me. I, I don't trust you that much. But uh, for example, just to test on social media, if you have an open profile and someone would post something on your profile, which is negative, and then hopefully you have a, an army of supporters who will clean up, who are watching over you. 
Mm. They are supporting you. Mm. That's sort of building the trust with the community. So mm. uh, these hidden norms are also protecting trust. Mm. So a, it's yeah. it's a lot of these mm. structures that exists. And, and maybe it's easier to stand up for someone when you, when you can actually be part of it uh, immediately instead of uh, hearing about it a week after or something, mm. which was the, maybe the case when we grew up. Mm. That when we heard uh, that people were mm. like uh, threatened or whatever they were, it was often many days after, maybe a week after. And yeah. th- in this case, it can be uh, directly. Their mm. reputation and the word amount. Mm. It's like a, a bo- mm. bit of uh, looking after the community mm. and their, how you behave. Mm. Mm. You, you were talking um, uh, very shortly about it, but maybe you can deepen it down. You're working with like some kind of a, a navigation model? Um, It yeah. have different parts? Yeah, yes, for sure. Uh, during the last year, me and Bartola and Carl McFall, the third part of the Future Navigators, we formed a team and said, let's bring our competences together and create a model around what it is exactly we do and what is it that needs to be done in the world. For the, 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 the challenges are free. Uh, we have all the SDGs, like the uh, global environmental social challenges. And there's also like what we see every city everywhere, uh, there are companies in every city, they need more talent, they need top talent, and they need talent now and faster. So there's like a, a talent challenge in every city. Uh, and there's also like uh, a challenge of a world that become, moves faster every day. It becomes more complex, more global. We call some, uh, Johan Rockstrom calls it the great acceleration together with many other scientists, like every curve is going up in a, we are in the beginning of an acceleration, everything moves faster, uh, everything in the world becomes more complex. And in all these three challenges, we are like move, uh, walking blind. We, some Uto Shamas calls it, we sleepwalking into the future. We have no idea how to solve many of them and no one is spending a, an, enough time to actually change the mindset to understand that. But most of us is stuck in an old 19th century, 20th century industrial mindset. And in this, we, we identified that there need to be a new competence, new roles that navigates this complex challenge, uh, society with many challenges. It's called an, some call it the network society because of the internet and some call it like uh, a new sustainable regenerative society. But there are many as- aspects of this that, and we all have to put these puzzle pieces together. And, and there's a role, what we call a navigator or a weaver or a sense maker or a wisdom seeker. And in that we came up with like a, a fairly holistic model. What, what is the activities these people have to do? And we call it uh, both four things, though, genification, eventification, unification, and amplification, uh, what mm. you can do in a network society. And eventification is how do you facilitate and make events better? Almedalen is an event, uh, a local meetup between three people in a pub is an event, so it's the scale from three mm-hmm. people to 40, 100, a music festival with 100,000 people is also event, like we're skilled now, 120,000 people, something like that. Mm. Uh, that's also an event. And how do you manage and facilitate these events on a city level, because there are, most of the events are physical and local, there are course online events as well, and you have to have strategies around making better an event, and how do you build trust and social mm, capital and, and, through and, events? Yeah, and, and um, to, to just understand uh, why events is of importance, mm. uh, am I right if I say that is where people meet, is that, yeah. or, or do you have you found other other 
interesting things when when people meet me <laughs> during an event. Mm. An event is like a, a way to meet, and we have all types of of like meet mm. meet but but the whole society is built on events. If you if you have the like the philosophical mm. definition of an event, like. Mm. Going to work in a workday, that's an event in itself. Some, but something this, takes place. Yeah, mm-hmm. But some, some events are more special and one time and one one events are a recurring daily. And the weekend is an event for many people. Mm-hmm. How do you facilitate the weekend event for everyone and such? But there, there's a lot of thoughts going into this, a lot of philosophical, but a lot of practical thoughts. But we want like at least have an awareness and a strategy around every type of event that you facilitate in a city, in a company, in a region. Mm-hmm. And then we have the like what, what we call... So hosting is uh, important. Though. Hosting, mm-hmm. fel- facilitation. We, mm-hmm. we have all been to boring events. Mm-hmm. And we all been to magical events. Mm-hmm. And why, why aren't all ma- ma- events magical? <laughs> you should have seen uh, Malin uh, <laughs> when you said magical event and you were... Re- mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you went from... Mm, To, yeah. to very happy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, just to f- find your thoughts there. Uh, this year, what were you thinking about when? when well, first, mm? first he said boring. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I yeah. think you said boring, mm-hmm. and and I wanted to laugh or at least not in agreement. <laughs> but radio listeners can't see me <laughs> nodding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, 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 my quick reflection was, oh, thank God that I no longer host meetings mm-hmm. that are boring. Mm-hmm. Or I, I hope that I never did did actually, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, And then I thought, thank God that I'm that I've surrounded myself with people that have been able to inspire me, and, and that I'm in this learning curve for how to host meetings that actually matter and and, mm. and then that people can connect to and wh- where everyone mm. can contribute. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but when it's yeah. magical, you actually. Uh, but that's magic. Yeah, that's magical. Those meetings are magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so, where so magic is created. Uh, adding there to in this field of. If Michael explained there's this the big challenges, uh, a lot of stuff is happening, mm-hmm. very complex. Uh, so we also need new accounting system. So in, in that sense, we call it, uh, we name it a charter that accounts for uh, what Leif Edvinsson, professor in intellectual capital, speak about the social capital, the human capital, the structural capital, which belong to intangible assets, what you can't see. Mm-hmm. So we have built up an accounting system very much, which we use today based on 600-year-old accounting practice where mm-hmm. it's tangible assets, mm-hmm. infrastructure, roads, houses, machines. The well, outer world the assets and, and exactly. the inner world assets are not, are not uh, seen then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's super important mm-hmm. that you uh, also can connect the dots mm-hmm. and see and use sort of networked accounting for what's valuable in society mm-hmm. around this mm-hmm. and, uh, that was the eventification uh, michael and yeah. then you had the the, the amplification amplification yeah mm-hmm. and that's a part of like we human are storytellers like that's a basic pitch for that and in that we have to tell stories about everything we do and Thanks for internet now, we can see like there's a lot of bad things happening in the world that gets very amplified with internet. Stories go haywire, go 
uh, viral. There's also a lot of good stories. Greta Thunberg's story is, of course, an effect of a, a quick amplification. This would be impossible to create a global movement like this 40 years ago. But now, thanks to internet, they, in less than a year, they created a global movement around Greta Thunberg, Fridays for Future and everything. And that's an amplification strategy. And of course, we have everything from movies, TV series. We all binge watch Netflix. That's also a type of uh, amplification where the message in, in a TV series goes straight into our brain and we have no idea what we actually learn when we binge watch Netflix for five, hour, five hours in an evening mm-hmm. or something like that. What does so happen? amplification, for, for me, it sounds like a bit where, where we... Um, uh, yeah, where the focus is, actually. Focus means actually uh, I amplify what I focus on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a cognition, it's storytelling, and it's communication in one one thing. So that that's also you have to have strategies and awareness around uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you run a company, a community, or a city or something, what, what gets amplified, who, who talks about what and why. Mm-hmm. Like we talk here on the radio, we st- sit there and we amplify things yeah, just by yeah. talking mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was the second one, and the third one? Does we had unification, that's more like a lot more of the battle we talked about yeah, okay. already. Mm-hmm. Uh, social, how do you build a network, social mm-hmm. capital, uh, how do you bridge different groups all over bonding, bridging, linking is the strategy around us, around that. So there's, there's a lot of talk about that, but that you also have to handle. Mm. And then we have what we call journeyfication, that is uh, both what we talked about, the inner and the outer yeah. journey, mm. and also like lifelong learning, the talent challenge, how do we, ampl- how do we train people to co- become more talented and instead of stealing talent mm. from each other how do we start build, sharing mm, talent sharing and, and competence and, mm. and skills and f- thanks to di- digital media and internet and such we can scale sharing talent and competence without actually cutting a <laughs> talented mm, have, person into um, small pieces and spreading it around i have, I have a very um, uh, um, simple question then uh, actually mm. have, have you seen uh, digital systems where this uh, works those yeah, for yeah. for uh, or yeah. at least uh, I mean mm. when I say look at ba- uh, like the backside of Facebook, they mm. are thinking in this way more or less because the tools, the, the parts of Messenger and Facebook and Instagram can be seen in the system, but uh, if you don't know about them, you don't know how to use it. Mm. Mm. So because amplification, is, it's one thing to have uh, to get a st- let's take Greta Thunberg for example. If it's the wrong context, like uh, wildfires in California, if it's raining outside, you will not get it out. So you need mm-hmm. to understand what the, is it ready to move an ID? How do you move an ID? We, now it's an awareness around the world. Uh, Greta's case or other cases, if this was five years ago, it would probably not happen. Mm. So it's also uh, an understanding of the structures and the context the when concept. the messengers mm-hmm. goes out and the network structures. Where mm. do you trigger networks? Yeah, and uh, Rehan uh, told us of some of the examples here in the part one mm. of this mm. uh, dialogue. And uh, I, I really liked his idea of uh, uh, sharing his uh, Facebook friends. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So mm-hmm. if you now listen on part two, please listen on part one mm. <laughs> where Rehan shared this story. Mm. Mm. Uh, the last song you brought, um, who is going to present that one? Yeah, mm. that's going to be me. And that that's a, a new uh, song from Scooter, one of my favorite band. And uh, like, yeah, I, I, 
I started explaining what it started raining. There's two aspects to this. Scooter is a techno band from Germany that is, has a very silly profile. And that's <laughs> intentional because through silliness and playfulness, and uh, you develop curiosity and cre- creativity. And it's very hard to stay mad at someone or go to war with someone when, when, you, have si- when you have a silly mindset. So like... When I, I used to say there's nothing more serious than silliness and I, I think John Cleese has one of the best lectures you can search for yeah, him online absolutely. he has very mm. good lectures around silliness and Monty Python and mm. everything mm. how that actually unites and also uh, the second part this is a, a rave song so it's good to dancing and dancing is one of the most fundamental human activities uh, uh, that we have inside us we, were, we are born Dances. with the ability mm. to dance we mm. can go up to you can travel around the world and start dancing with people without speaking their language. So that's a form of communication and bonding yeah, we can do. Definitely. So, mm. so silliness and dancing are two human activities we mm. must get much better about and uh, develop awareness around that. Mm. I am a raver dancer, you can see Bartola have live stream me <laughs> dancing from yesterday. <laughs> and I do it both in a silly way and such. And, and for me, that's also when... Um, when you g- can go into different kinds of flow states, and we, we don't have time to talk about that, but there's there's a lot of research about flow and such, and and one of the deepest flow states you can go into is when you dance mm, and the rhythm. And yeah, you mm. can you, I can dance for hours without feeling tired, but mm. if I go to the gym, I feel tired after 15 minutes mm. <laughs> doing the same mm. physical activity. Hjärtligt välkomna tillbaka and English. most welcome back. Uh, we have both Swedish and an international guest. So uh, we are right here uh, sitting down and having a fantastic dialogue together with uh, the future navigators. And we're broadcasting from um, live from Almedalen, um, uh, an, an event in... Um, in Visby, Sweden, uh, which is uh, actually attracting a lot of people, uh, which all want to impact the world in some way. And uh, two of them are our guests here today, the future navigators, Berti Ola Bergstrand and uh, Mika Siljan. So you, we have been talking in, in two parts. First part was uh, outside, outdoors. So maybe that's the outer journey. And now we have had our inner journey. <laughs> Yeah, we have had our inner journey. There was something in between um, that that made us go from the outside in. So now, I would I would like us to 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 summarize in some way to be able to then go from inside out and 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 leave this dialogue um, um, and not leave it more like amplificate it. Uh, mm. So how can we take this further? What is the next step we want to do to amplify this dialogue we have had? What do you say? Who wants to go first? Anyone? Sure, I can go first. Uh, like, for, for me, it's about curiosity. This is an uh, innate skill that many mammals have, and it's the skill that make, uh, makes mammals able to be born without the skills they need throughout life. So th- uh, some mammals are born with m- almost all skills, but some mammals like humans were born with almost no skills. And curiosity is the trait that enables us to actually learn after being born the skills we need to survive and thrive and re- reproduce mm-hmm. as a, as a species. Ma- maybe curiosity is a skill then? Huh? Couldn't uh, curiosity be a skill? Yeah, it is skill, a skill mm-hmm. in, in itself, but yeah, it's also yeah. a trait. Yeah, and in many mammals, this as you get older, it turns off because mm-hmm. you have learned everything you need to learn. Mm-hmm. But most humans can 
can keep this trait and skill on throughout their lives. We stay in we are a nymphia state where we actually <laughs> it, it is a larva or a child our whole life, but not all humans. And it's and this is a lot of like Ken Robinson says that we school kills curiosity and creativity that's mm-hmm. not entirely true because it's built into mammals to actually tone down curiosity and creativity throughout your life if you not cultivate and train on this skill so it's mm-hmm. a skill that you can keep on training and become mm-hmm. even better at so mm-hmm. curiosity on ourselves curiosity on society curiosity on an unknown future because we don't know what the future is going to be like we, we the only thing we know about the future is, is not going to be like today. Yeah. So we have to have that curiosity and explorative, explorative mm. mindset. The, and then I would say this uh, skill will be of curiosity will be <laughs> crucial for the for for all the future and and for being being able to create the future. Mm. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the accelerating change curve. Yeah. Uh, if if we don't have curiosity, then the change will be something that is hard, that is uh, struggling, and something that is actually meeting us, and then we mm. have to face it. Uh, but we could also uh, change perspective and maybe perception and see this change curve as a possibility curve. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have the most, in the, in the greatest change lays also the greatest possibilities then. So the possibility is, what would you, what would you take from Almedal and to, to those other hubs? What is the key learning so far uh, from Almedal, you would say? No, I think my what I do is to try to show things what happens when I go to different places, like Rehan before, if you followed him. So uh, this is a fantastic place for the world to get inspiration. I show I was at World Economic Forum a few months back. It's sort of World Economic Forum, but here it's open. That's there it's closed. So, but then we need to open up. So I try to do it with mobile camera to a global audience all the time. Mm. So they mm. get the sense of being here. So I'm a bit surprised that still after 50 years or whatever, that there are not more arenas to show this. Mm. You have, of course, some from time we heard about some uh, mm. teams coming from another country to make a reportage or something, mm. but mm. should have much more things to export about the Nordic model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so amplify the different uh, yeah, what's going on here in in, uh, in Almedal. Yeah, this is like a case study of one of the best medical events. If you choose it to be that, we can like develop. This is not. This is just in in the beginning of what Almedal and actually can be fifty hundred years from now when we all we all perfect network citizen or something like that. But like ac- actually take Almedal and like Rihan said. This is something that we should be very proud of here in Sweden because other countries don't have it at all. And we hear like cri- some, we can hear a lot of critic voices of Almedal and for various reasons. I won't go into that, but this is like a magical event on a, on a global uh, perspective because nobody, no, nowhere else place in the world, there's almost no other place in the world that there is an event like this. And we, we should export this. Or yeah, we teach should definitely export It's also mm. a bit like uh, in a linear way. Norway mm. does it, Denmark mm. and Finland, mm. the Baltic. Mm. But yeah. why don't make uh, international uh, uh, arenas exponential? Uh, yeah, yeah. exponential and digital. Mm. V- virtual Almedalen mm. or in Pakistan, mm. that's what we mm. do anyway. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we can imagine it in a new way. Mm. And when we're sitting here, uh, this is a, a nice bridge for us now to actually move into tomorrow as uh, one of our uh, guests of tomorrow uh, went into the room and, and if, if you uh, felt something uh, in, in our, spe- our conversation here was Thomas Björkman moving into the, uh, to the room.
room to and Thomas in, into the space yeah? mm. and Thomas will be one of the guests tomorrow so uh, please join us for uh, Radio Medvetnaval also tomorrow uh, some of the, the broadcasting will be in, in English some of them will be in Swedish and we'll see tomorrow which language we will choose <laughs> when we meet with Spanish yeah <laughs> and um, uh, so Thanks for coming here and, and sharing your knowledge and sharing your passion with us and also uh, for for actually creating the future together. And uh, Marlin, do you have something uh, on your mind that you want to say in the end or what do you, what do you say what, what is your main takeaway from from this uh, dialogue? Oh goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the connection between your passion mm. um, or, or, or the power of connecting your passion and your inner journey with the outer and uh, what's good for the world mm. and what's best for the world. Um, and in these spaces, these digital spaces, how can we use them and see them as, 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 as a, 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 an awesome tool and, and a co-creative place for um, working together? Thank you very much, and thank you for for listening. And uh, afterwards, you can find this uh, uh, dialogue, hopefully both parts into one, and definitely into the podcast uh, Radio Medvetnaval. Mm. Thanks, and uh, welcome back. Thank you. Mm. Thank you very much. Well. Skalet valet och kvalet när Offer koftan lönnstiger fram Stoltheten svälja ansvaret Kvälja känslare fyller av stark skuld och skam Möjlighet man den nu flyger på Människans kraft tar ju och så Från bäst i världen till bäst i världen Genom det redna val Så skrivet har vi för givet det vi har lärt i sanningen så Jante har greppet slumpen skulle skeppet att säga annat är justitiemål Nu är vi här för att ge en ton till intention och intuition Från bäst i världen till bäst för världen har ju medvetna val Till världen, till rest för världen Har ju medvetna var